Hello, and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes, and I'm your host. And if you're new to the podcast or unfamiliar with the podcast, this is all about sharing the stories of women who have been through a challenging period in their life and have made it through to the other side. They're sharing their journey, the lessons they've learned, and an offering advice to anyone going through something similar in their own life. And today I'm speaking with Kat Almanzor, and she is a life transformational coach and disciple of joy for She Heals. Her mission is to equip women to transform pain into power. She partners with women after experiencing toxic relationships, traumatic experiences, or severe life stressors. So Kat, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. And why don't we start off with you sharing a bit about your journey? Yes, thank you so much for um, having me today. I'm so excited to to share my journey with you and um, to everyone who's listening. Um, So, well, (laughs) um, my journey was um, basically an 18 months of back-to-back traumatic um, life experiences that seemed never ending. Um, basically it felt like every season there was something, um, that was basically attacking, um, my life. Um, it started out in spring. Um, so this is about three years ago when, um, I received a phone call from a, a policeman, um, stating that my daughter was harmed and um i i was in a state of shock almost fell out of my chair and just didn't know what was happening and i unfortunately you know when you get phone calls like that they they don't really tell you the police wasn't able to tell me the whole story but basically just told me my daughter was harmed and from that day my life changed forever um it was it was basically um an experience that um I, you know i wish that no one would have to ever have to go through it but um it it changed my family forever um at the same time my marriage was already falling apart at the same time so um, it even, it, it drove um, our relationship um, apart um, and then ended up getting a, unfortunately, a divorce um, with, you know, a, a, a relationship that was, we, we, we met basically in eighth grade. So I've been with the same person pretty much all my life and we oh, were married wow. for, for about 12 years, yes. Um, so it, it was the only relationship I've ever known. Um, I was completely lost um, um, at the same time dealing with fighting for justice um, for my daughter. Um, you know, despite of going through a really hard divorce, um, we were able to partner and fight for justice for my daughter. Um, so that part, um, we were able to come together. Um, so during the divorce, my, um, I, I grew up in the Philippines in a province called Rizal and I, I grew up 
raised by my grandma, who was um, very um, great part of my life. I would not be who I am because of her. I mean, she instilled with me the values um, of you know things that I, I I am today because of her. And um, I have been meaning to go to the Philippines and visit her every year because I, I know she was getting, she's getting older, but I, I kept putting it off. And that summer, um, while waiting for my divorce to be over, I, I got a call that she was very ill and I, I knew that I had to see her. So um, I went back home on an emergency and um, she, I arrived that night and she um, was already, she didn't open her eyes. She was already um, in, you know, she had her eyes closed, but I, I held her hand and I knew and I could feel that she knew I was there. She felt my presence and the very next day she passed away. Um, it completely, um, broke my heart. I, um, I was dealing with, um, her dad and my divorce and also, you know, the still trying to be strong for my daughter. Um, and I don't think I had the time to actually mourn. And I just, um, I had to be strong, um, for my family. And, um, at the same time, I, I, I had my kids with me, so I wanted to celebrate that time together with them. So after the funeral, we had, um, we still had a, uh, you know, I, I wanted them to have a great time. So I, I came back to the United States um, three days after that. And um, I had this really bad migraine and I couldn't pinpoint what was happening. I just thought it was the, the different time zone. Um, as well as, you know, really stressed out with all the things that were happening back to back. And then um, that following Monday when I went back to work, um, things um, started to, um, I started feeling, um, I knew that something was wrong with me, but I, I couldn't figure it out. And I just started um, hallucinating and um, even couldn't find, I couldn't find where I parked. Um, and I, I started getting thoughts in my head that I could not control, which was so interesting because I knew that something was wrong, but yet I couldn't control it. And um, I ended up, um, the, the whole day I, I knew something was wrong. And um, fortunately I was, I'm very lucky that I had colleagues. Um, I worked in a, I used to work in a, healthcare company and, um, you know, I was surrounded by, by nurses and, um, they, they knew that something was wrong and I was, um, sent to the ER. And, um, after that, that's when things completely, as if, you know, things were already um, not enough, <laughs> not enough. Um, I, I, I'm sitting in the ER and, um, I can feel I'm looking at the TV and everyone's, I feel like everyone's looking at me in the lobby and I thought the TV was speaking to me and I thought, Oh my gosh, I think I'm, 
I just like, this is the end. I'm losing it. I don't know what's happening. Um, and then once we were inside the, um, the room, um, basic questions nurse was asking me, you know, where I work, what do I do? I was giving her the wrong answer and I, I knew the right answer, but it would not come out from my mouth. Um, and then the last thing I remember was um, I was in the ambulance. So they had to wheel me out um, and take me to another facility. And I closed my eyes and I saw the lights flashing. And then um, I woke up three months later <laughs> and um, I had no idea what had transpired that three months I was in the hospital or that um, it had been three months that you right, were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, I didn't completely lose, um, my memory. So I, but I, I still, I was confused and I had to, um, look at pictures and, you know, my, my family had to tell me what happened and it took me a while to really, get back to whatever that normal means because um, I, I had to learn how to walk, talk, um, and learn the basic things, you know, such as cooking. I had to pass a driver's test again. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't think that I would be able to be back to normal, what you know, whatever normal means. Right. Um, I... I was, um, you know, unable for me to leave the hospital, I still had to pass certain tests if I could, I'm able to, to do rehab at home. And I really fought. Um, I remember being wheeled out. I was in a wheelchair and, um, they wanted me to start practicing walking on the sidewalk and the sun was shining at that time. I mean, it was, it was fall, but it was, you know, sunny and, I can feel the air was the first time coming out um, outside and I, I was embarrassed. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to feel, but um, I got up and I'm walking slowly and I can feel all these, I can feel eyes looking at me, but um, you know, I took one step, two step, three step and it was every day I, I kept making progress. And then eventually um, I was released from the hospital and I continued on walking. Um, my dad was my partner, you know, I'm, he's, he was amazing uh, during that time. And we would go to the mall and walk around and um, he's like, okay, you need to beat me. And we would just <laughs> walk around and I'm like, okay, that's my goal. My goal for today is to, you know, walk five minutes faster. Or I always had a goal. And um, even with um, first time um, cooking eggs again, it, it, so it, it, was, it was intense um, too much trying to relearn everything again. Yeah. I am. Um, I even um, purchased books that were pre-K to fifth grade because um, I kept failing my speech and um, writing session. Um, and I, I kept thinking to myself, how am I going to go back to work again? Because my job was um, 
you know, social media marketing it at, at that time. And I thought, oh gosh, all the creative process I have to go through when I can't write or, you know, speak. Um, I was terrified. But, um, it, and then going back home, um, the divorce process was over, but I was still in the process of finding a new place to live as a single mom. Um, so all of that was happening at the same time. Um, I, I, I don't know what transpired in, in me, inside of me. I was, I could have completely um, lost hope, um, but it, something ignited in me and I thought this, this is, um, I've been given another chance. Um, something I wanted to share was when I was in the hospital, when I couldn't walk yet or move yet, I was in my bed and I pictured myself kneeling and I've always had faith. And, um, I, I was praying and asking to give me one more chance again, if I can, um, live whatever normal is, you know, to be able to be given that chance. And I, I promise to, to live my life purposely to give back to others. And I will, I would do anything to, to be able to, to have that again. Um, and, you know, I, I, I did that every single day until I came out the hospital. Um, and I think about three months after returning back to work, um, it, it was the most amazing um, return, I guess I should say, because I did more than I ever did in that first eight months of returning back to work and also, you know, re um, returning back to, to whatever my next life was. Um, I, I went and got my own place as a single mom um, and had to learn um, basic things such as um, doing my own finance because I was, I was, I didn't, I didn't know how to live by myself. Um, right. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, that, that first eight months after um, coming out the hospital was the best eight months of my life. I felt like I accomplished and did more than I ever did in my entire life. And um, this past summer, um, I decided after sharing my story and um, speaking to others, I, I felt like I'm, I felt called to, to do um, something else. And I, I really felt like I found my life purpose. And um, that is to um, help others, especially, particularly women, um, to help them transform their pain into power. And that's basically I, what I feel like I did. Um, and so that's, that's why, um, I started, um, She Heals. That's, um, such an interesting journey. And it's funny because I know in, um, my, my background is Jamaican and my mom used to always say that things happen in threes, you oh. know, and, oh, um, yes. your, your, your journey right there ten, is like the perfect example of that. Right. So you had that finding out that your daughter was going through something traumatic, then going through the divorce and then losing your grandmother, but it all happening 
so closely together, right? Yes. Like to have mm-hmm. so many things pulling on your emotions at the same time. And it's not little things, right? They're all very significant things to go through in a lifetime and to have yes. all those things happen in the period of 18 months. It's not surprising that your body shut down. Uh-huh. Right? Because I think that there's only so much we can take and um, we get pushed to a point where I think our, our bodies just know that we can't bear any much more than that. So it does whatever it needs to do to give us the chance to um, to quiet the mind and sort of hit the, the reset button, which is what you've been able to do. Unfortunately, exactly. it took something really traumatic for that to happen. But I think if there's anything that I've learned from doing these podcast interviews, it's that everything really does happen for a reason. And so, you know, you went through what you went through and it was horrible, but yet it gave you clarity and helped you really connect with your purpose in a more meaningful way. Exactly. Kat, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned from this experience? Oh, um, well, it's very simple that, that nothing is impossible. Um, I don't take life for granted. Um, I live life basically as, per, per, as purposely as possible. Um, and I feel like I, you know, the word fearless comes to, to mind, my mind. Mm. Um, nothing faces me anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, what comes my way, I, I know that I'm able to, to tackle it. Um, yeah. And I, it's just a shift of mindset. Um, I don't, I, I think that I, I'm un- unstoppable. <laughs> um, I can do whatever I want um, as long as, you know, it's fulfilling my purpose. Right. And, um, yeah. Especially since you've been through so much already and it hasn't stopped you. Right. So even the fact that you had to relearn how to speak and read again and do the driver's mm-hmm. license and all of that. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to have to um, to do as an adult to relearn all those things. Oh, but if yes. you can do that, the, the beauty of that and the blessing in that is that when you can do that you know, and become rehabilitated physically, then you start to wonder what else is possible because you realize what an amazing thing the body is and the abilities it has to heal itself, to relearn, to do things. And um, yeah, it's so amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, the this year I actually was able to do um, a half marathon. Um, That's pretty impressive. I couldn't believe it. And um, I'm also um, a kickboxer, which it's, it's kind of interesting, (laughs) Um, you know, not being able to, to move my legs for a period of time, but now um, there's something something empowering about it. Um, Oh, I would think so. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I just continue to live life. Um, with purpose and I, I want to share that with others. Yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful lesson. And when that, when it's coming from somebody 
such as yourself who has been through so much that I think some of us would experience that and just, you know, not want to get out of bed in the morning and allow that to, yeah. to swallow us whole and, um, yeah, get trapped in feeling sorry for ourselves and really get stuck in that victim mentality. You chose to, to not accept that, you know, that was going to be just the way life was after you woke up after those three months that you, you took control of your life in a way that you probably hadn't before. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's, that's the beauty I think in, um, those challenging times that we go through is that we realize how strong we are and it's a conscious, conscious choice to, to not accept our current status, whatever that looks like, and that we're going to, um, demand better for our lives and have faith that it is possible, which I think is so important too, is to believe that it is possible, no matter what others might think or say, or what the stats might say about the probability of you ever being able to do those things. I think that you have to, you know, yeah, really have faith that you can do it if you Mm -hmm. stay committed and if you, yeah, surrender to a higher power and um, have faith that it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to. Yes. Kat, what Mm -hmm. advice would you, or what advice do you give to your clients who have gone through their own um, suffering, whether it's physical Mm -hmm. or emotional, and are trying to get out of that darkness and um, rebuild their life? Um, I always say that it's, we're humans. So, you know, we're not always going to be perfect. Um, Things are not always going to be, it's life. Things are going to be thrown at you. Um, it's okay to, to cry, to have your moments, but it is what you do um, to conquer that. that that's what matters. Um, I, I always say that, you know, for, for me, I, I felt like I had to be strong because I wanted to show that to, to my kids. Um, but it's okay to break down from time to time. Right. But it's, it's how you pick yourself back up from that and not stay in that state. Um, it, that's what's important. Um, I think also the main thing that I um, want to, to share is um, you have to take care of yourself first. So, I, you know, it's all about self-love because if your cup is not full, how are you able to give to to others, your loved ones, your kids, your, your partner, um, your community. So, um, I think you need to, to take care of yourself first. Um, so that, that process is most important first. Yeah. I think that, um, that whole concept of not being able to give from an empty cup is something that we all have to really take heed to, especially as women, because we want to, you know, we are inherently nurturing. We want to give, we want to take care of people. And, um, I don't think it's natural for many of us to take that time out for self-care to give ourselves what we need so that we can, you know, have the energy emotionally, physically, spiritually to do the things that we want to do for everyone else. And, um, 
and I think that I, I had that very same conversation yesterday, but that whole, yeah, it's so important to realize that taking care of yourself isn't an act of selfishness. It's actually the greatest gift you can give to the people in your life because when you're at your best, then you can give your best to everyone else. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. I think sometimes it's... um. It's a hard lesson to learn, I think, sometimes, but I think that once you learn that and you understand it, you're so appreciative of it because you understand the value in that lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kat, any other thoughts, any other things that you want to share before we wrap up? Sure. Um, I wanted to, to share an advice that was given to me during... Um, in the middle of my chaotic 18 months, um, a good friend, good colleague of mine told me that she looked at me in the eye and she said, you're going to look back at this period of your life and you're going to, you know, maybe six months, one month, uh, one year, two years from now and say, I conquered and um, this is just a, you know, small piece of my life that changed everything. But, you know, you're going to look back and say, I did it. I, I, I was able to conquer it. And at that time I looked at her and said, no way. (laughs) What are you talking about is I can't see the the light. Yeah. Um, but I hang on to that. And then after all had transpired, I, I remember what she told me and I, I want to share that to those who are going through it, who are in the midst of it. Um, and just to be reminded that you will come to, you know, the other side. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's um, so important. And I know that when I was going through my own dark times, I didn't want to hear it either. Uh Um, (laughs) You know, that, you know, this too shall pass or any of the other things Uh that are supposed to be um, supportive and encouraging. I think that, yeah, there, there is a time when you're, when you're feeling so bad about the situation and feeling so stuck that nothing positive that anybody says is very comforting. (laughs) But I think that when you, when when that time does pass and you take some time to look back on those circumstances, you do see the truth and all of that. And um, for me, I think the biggest thing, even in doing all these interviews is that I keep seeing that everything happens for a reason, whether we, we think about it at that time or not, but when we take the time to reflect on those really challenging times in our life, whether it's six months from now, five years from now, we can find the lesson, we can find the blessing in those really horrible circumstances because there always is one, I think. Yes, exactly. Kat, thank you so much for your time and sharing your journey. Um, I think that anyone listening would find inspiration in your story because you did overcome a lot in those 18 months. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a story of hope. And I think that anybody listening would get that out of it and hopefully find some value in it if they're going through a dark time in their own lives right now. So thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to share my story. For those of you listening, if you're in your car or at the gym, you can always check back to the show notes and learn more about Kat and her bio will be posted. And you can also find her 
where to find her on social media so that you can learn more about her, what she does, and the services that she offers. Thank you. So again, Kat, thank you so much. And to the listeners, we will see you next week. Take care and have a good day.